Welcome to the Sister Luna Psychic Services Podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Starchild. No, you aren't. Why do you do this bit at the top of every show? Jesus Christ. I feel like it's not identical every time. No. I disagree. Go back and listen to our previous episodes. I'm literally going to cut that whole part out. (laughs) You need to be nice to me. Hello, friends. This is the Sister Luna podcast. I'm Madeline Starchild, and John fell on his face first into a mountain, so he won't be joining us today. It's about my last name. John fell face first in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not my last name. But you did, right? I did. Been icing it for the last week. You have a know. broken rib. Like, let's I- be real. <laughs> At least one. You're lucky it's not stabbing into your lungs. It mostly only hurts when I laugh or, like, when I have to, like, stand up or sit down. Or bend over to tie your shoe. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like, it, really that's advanced sitting down. Move your body, your torso, in any way. Yeah. Which I rarely have to do, so. You broke your goggles, you said. Well, I guess the mountain broke them when it collided with mm-hmm. them. Could have been my face. Yeah, you're lucky they didn't, like, shatter and go into your eyeballs. I mean, they're not... They're probably designed They're not, not glass. <laughs> like, they're just plastic. Plastic can shatter, especially if it's cold. That's true. I feel like they probably, like, temp that shit, though. Mm-hmm. I think helmets actually do, like, expire. Like, you're only supposed to use them for a certain number of years. And I've had that helmet since I was probably, like, 16. Oh, so is it 15 years, 20 years that you're supposed to use one? No, I think it's like under five. Yeah, then yeah. you're probably lucky. You just doxed me, kind of. You told everyone how old I am. I gave them a five-year span. Yeah. Are we getting old? Should we <laughs> stop doing activities? No. Okay. So, uh, what are you doing for Easter? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean Easter? It's only March. What? Because Easter's in April. Who are you talking to? (laughs) You didn't let me respond. You're so mean. (laughs) What do you mean, Easter? It's only March. Shut up. Are we painting eggs? Equinox. Eggsquinox? I quit. (laughs) Egg quit? Stop with the egg puns. Right. No more yolks. You really laid an egg. Are you telling me to go to Shell? No, I'm telling you, you have egg on your face. Egg! (laughs) Jeez, you're really laying it into me. Stop! Oh my god. We're talking about Astara today. I'm gonna kill you. Now, if you die, the police are coming directly to me and they're gonna be like, we have evidence that you threatened (laughs) his life. That would get us a lot of, like, listeners for this episode specifically. Like, it would probably be cited in a different podcast that was about one of the ones you listened to. True crime. Murder. Yeah. yeah. Murder ones. Yes, the exactly. Mur- murder variety. Hey, Madeline. What? What's Stara? It's the colloquial name for the pagan celebration of spring equinox. And... The name of a goddess whose origin cannot be really accurately traced. Yeah, that's uh, in my preliminary reading. 
it seemed very vague, like, as to whether or not this was a goddess or wasn't. I don't know. Like, it almost, it almost seems the reverse of a lot of these holidays that we look at, where instead of suppressing the old gods, this was a goddess that there's not a lot of, like, written history on. And it was only kind of, like, through exploration of historians and of, like, folklorists that Westra, if I'm saying that right, Ostara, the goddess, was kind of revived. Yeah. I think it's similar to when we discussed Maybon and how that just became the name of the holiday, even though it's named after a deity. People mm-hmm. don't really think about that part as much. And he also, Maybon, is not that popular of a god either. But right. he has this holiday named after him, so now... People say his name more, but they still don't, like, really know about him or care. Yeah. It's the same with her. Okay. I don't want to talk a lot about Easter. Yoster. Yoster? Yoster. Well, some people say that she was, like, Germanic in Mm -hmm. origin, so anyway. Yeah, it was one of the Grimm brothers that, like, kind of brought her into contemporary knowledge. In what story? Um story i don't know (laughs) (laughs) why would you bring that up then (laughs) well that that was literally just like it was a it was bede and um one of the brothers grim who like were the ones that um popularized the the folktale of westra in what i looked at is that so how yep. does it go, the folktale of her, then? Well, Questra was a... You've pronounced this, like, 12 different ways. Yeah. Okay. I don't speak Germanic. I don't speak old Germanic, so I'm sure one of the ways that I said it was closest to right. It would literally have to be. Basically, she was a goddess of spring and of fertility, uh, and... She was a healing goddess and one of... This is not a folktale. What a, what's the story? I don't know. Okay. You're full of shit. Yeah. What's something that you do during Easter? Paint eggs. Yeah. You dye Easter eggs colors, right? Do you ever wonder where that originated? No? Germany? Mm, no. What about Pasankis? Pasankis? What are Pasankis? Say, like, Eastern European, like, Slavic, Ukrainian, etc. Method of decorating Easter eggs using wax. And you make, like, a relief pattern on the egg with the wax and then dye it. I, I have done that, actually, yes. You stab a hole in it and you drain out all the egg first, like traditionally. Oh. <clears throat> so it's like an empty egg that you're putting the wax onto. Like it's still whole. It's just like a tiny little hole. Yeah. Yeah. Does that work? Mm-hmm. Yes, well, if you pierce the yolk, yeah. Yeah, you have to like scramble it a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did them at the Glenbow Museum once, my, me and my brother and my mom. Yeah, I feel every time that I've painted an egg, it was it was a hard boiled gimmick. Yeah, because it's easier, right? It's not going to like break. 
But then, on the other hand, you can only keep it for so long or before it starts to, like, rot. Versus if you empty it out, you can keep it forever as long as you don't break it. I'm going to make breakfast for us tomorrow. I'll try to (laughs) do the hollow gimmick. Okay. So, why do you think people painted Easter eggs? Well, I think that given the time of year that we're dealing with, your the egg is a very obvious like symbol of fertility, and oh, you're making faces at me, so I'm probably wrong. Yeah, nice try at guessing, but you're wrong. Hmm. You see, because there's a Slavic fella goddess named Dasbo. That's probably pronounced wrong, maybe. I'm not sure. (laughs) But he was a sun god, is a sun god. And in the Slavic pantheon, birds were Dasbo's chosen creation because they were the only ones who could get close to him. Huh. Because they're in the sky. Right. (laughs) So they're his favorite because they're the ones he gets to hang out with. You know? What about bugs? Bugs don't fly as high as birds. Oh, that's true. And so, what do birds lay? Eggs. Eggs. Correct. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And the humans were like, hey, look at this. Now I have an egg that's from this bird that's connected to Dasbo and the sun. This is sacred. Yay. (laughs) And so then they painted them. Huh. Yep. To, like, celebrate the rebirth of the Earth and, like, the resurgence of the sun and, like, coming of spring. It all got changed into being, like, individual person rebirth in Christian era timeline. Or, like, not timeline. Story. Story time of, like, Jesus. Sure. Yeah. He did his whole thing with the cave. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is interesting because, like, I mean, they already had Lazarus. It's not like he had a unique, like, power. Yeah. Lazarus has a, Lazarus has a cooler name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Much more goth. Yeah. I just thought I didn't know that. I literally, when we were talking about doing Ostara, I was thinking about Pisankis and going like, huh, that's neat. Pisanka, sorry. And I wrote a note, Pisankas. And then underneath I just wrote research. <laughs> like, note to self. Yeah. Research this. And that's how I discovered Dasbo. And then I thought about our previous conversation about how we're always learning. <laughs> just like the the more you know graphic comes across the screen of your mind when we <laughs> say that, listener. I've never been successful in actually piercing the egg, getting all the egg out, and then putting the dye or the the wax and then the dye like I'm too clumsy it (laughs) just breaks but I thought about that too and I realized that it's potentially a connection to like not intentionally you have to draw the line yourself but it's like similar to the creation of the sand mandalas that the buddhists make that are like Mm. representing representative of impermanence of all things so they make these like incredibly beautiful mandalas out of colored sand, whereas originally it was just colored from the rust, not with like dye. But now it's like all different beautiful colors. And they make them really, really intricate. And then as soon as they're done, they just like wipe it 
so that it's gone. Mm-hmm. Destroy it. Which is what inadvertently happens when I try to make Pisenka. <laughs> Helps you disconnect from your attachment to things. I think one of the things that I really like about the Pagan Holidays in particular is that it all is part of a cycle and not necessarily part of a progress or like it i am having weird feelings around time i think based like due to 2020 covid Mm. i like the idea of continuous destruction and renewal as opposed to needing to recognize a a forward march and so I like the the idea of impermanence of art. Well, I think that the mantra, this too shall pass, is something that people would be happy to latch on to right now because they want everything that they're experiencing to be over, I yeah. think, for the most part. Yeah. But and I- that's not the point of that mantra, that don't worry, you won't be miserable forever. It's... Every single moment that you experience is passing. It's fleeting. This Mm. too shall pass. This too shall pass. When you're happy, when you're sad, it doesn't matter. It's always, the present moment is always like slipping away from you. Each moment you experience is unique and the next moment is already here. Right. So unless you are like rooted in presence, you'll miss everything in your life. So even if your life is good, it's still this too shall pass because you need to be. Please don't kick the microphone when I'm talking. (laughs) You need to be present. So then I guess temporally, Ostara kind of asks us to be present in the moment before rebirth or birth. Like it is... Well, it's a rebirth, because like you said, it's a cycle. Yeah. I mean, Buddhism doesn't have anything to do with Ostara, really. I just drew that line from Pasanka to Mandala to mm-hmm. Buddhism. <laughs> no, it's it's good. Like, I like it and I appreciate it. What is the process of committing yourself to rebirth? Well, the full process of committing yourself to rebirth is committing yourself to your own death first. Right. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I'm wearing a sweatshirt with the death tarot card on it. John just pointed at it. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't have heard that. No, it doesn't make a sound when you point at, at things. Right. That's a, I don't know. That's the reason why a lot of people would only ever come to me one time for a tarot card reading, I think, mm-hmm. because I don't shy away from that type of work or encouraging other people to do that type of work of, like, accepting the changes that you don't want to accept because they force you to part with things that you're you have attachment to well if you want to be reborn first you gotta die i was thinking that um everybody's gonna be well unless it's warm enough out i guess that you could have an outdoor gathering socially distanced outdoor star gathering maybe but i think a lot of people will be practicing solitary this year Mm-hmm. And what feels more like being in the womb than a bath? <laughs> Nothing. Answered your own question. Yep. Take a bath. I wrote on here <laughs> eggs, and then I have two separate. I realized you can go two ways with this. 
there's an egg, which came first? Chicken or egg? Are you the chicken or are you the egg? You pick one. Chicken or egg? Which one you want to be first? The egg obviously came first. Okay. So if you're the egg, you're doing things like hatching, emerging, coming out of your shell. You're determined to escape your confines. So that's Mm -hmm. one type of energy of very like bright, open, like forward motion energy of like it's like um the energy of like a starburst symbol wow you know (laughs) sorry maddie just threw her hand in my face and went pow yeah like from a fist into all fingers out pow yeah okay now you be the chicken i mean that didn't come first feminine i'm not saying it came first i'm just saying there's two sides to the egg conversation right (laughs) you could be a snake if you want or something instead of a chicken i guess which came first the snake or the egg well snakes come from eggs yeah that's true the egg would still come first in that scenario (laughs) okay if you're the hen, then you're feminine. You're producing because you're producing the eggs. You're laying. You're giving birth. You're roosting and you're nesting. It's just different. I thought it was like two different sides of the same coin. I thought it was interesting viewing it from the side of being inside the egg versus being outside the egg, mm-hmm. you know, or the egg being inside you, I guess. Yeah. I guess in that case, you're still outside the egg. <laughs> If the egg yeah. is inside you, you are outside the egg. No, sir. It just reminded me of uh, a Ronald Reagan quote where he said, it's been said that the best thing for the inside of man is the outside of a horse, which to me sounds like you got fucked by the horse. Yeah. Although I can't imagine that anybody would get fucked by a horse and then be like, that was the best. <laughs> Reagan did, allegedly. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Also, I'd appreciate it if you stop quoting Ronald Reagan all the time. Why do you love him so much? It's literally the first time I've ever heard It is not the first time. Maybe on this podcast, but... John loves Ronald Reagan. Despise him. He loves him. You love the part at the end of that one movie about him where the guy... Oh, no, never mind. That's Nixon. Remember at the end of Frost Nixon, he like... I never saw Frost Nixon. Oh. At the end, he like walks up to this person who's standing outside the place and they're holding like a dachshund. And he's like, this is what you call a dachshund. (laughs) For some reason. I like your Nixon. (laughs) Thank you. That scene just like... (laughs) lodged itself in my brain forever it was just the most bizarre thing he just walks up to this random person and like touches the paw of their little dog this is what you call a dachshund and the guy's like yeah (laughs) so strange reagan he represents like the current trend of that like the united states electing presidents that are just very old men who have worms in their brains and in their bums. And in their bums, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I deal with more worms. Or I did deal with more worms and bums in my previous job than I did in brains. Yeah. Pretty rare to find puppies with worms in their brains. Which, yeah. But to, like, you were asking earlier about what, if we got rid of the monarchy here in Canada, what we would replace it with is we would have a president that was, like, equally brainwormed. <laughs> Like, we, we would probably end up with, like, Brett Wilson or, like, yeah. someone is, yeah, disgusting and 
like stupid. No thanks. I guess yeah. I'll keep the queen in that case. At least she has good Oof. hats. I mean, she doesn't have any power, and she wears the good hats. She's over there in England, just like waddling around and being old. I don't know. <laughs> Did you know that the world's largest pasanka? Wait, I almost just told you. How about you guess? Where do you think is the world's largest pasanka? Hungary. That's a good guess. Because you would expect it to be somewhere like that, but it's Vagerville, Alberta. Really? Yep, and it was built in 1974. Do you want to go check it out? <laughs> yeah, we should go there. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is Vagerville? I don't know. I'm looking it up. Keep reading. That's, I mean, I had a picture of it. I don't know where my phone went, but okay. Wow. That, when you look up Vagerville, it's the Pasenka. <laughs> wow. It's like a four-hour drive. Uh, it's it's just like... Road trip! Yeah. <laughs> it's just east of Edmonton. So, if you want, we can go check it out. Sweet. We'll post a picture of it on the... <laughs> on the on Instagram. <laughs> John's showing me the Google Maps of how far away it is. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Afterwards, we can go to West Edmonton Mall and then, like... Get COVID for sure, probably. Uh, I was gonna say we could do like a, a skateboard drop into the pool. <laughs> I guess we already had COVID, so we probably could do a skateboard drop into the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this is something too that I've been thinking about a lot that doesn't have anything to do with Ostara, but I just said it, so I'm gonna say it now. I got COVID when all literally the only thing I was doing was going to and from work. From work, back home, directly, not even going anywhere, sometimes stopping at the grocery store, like, in the evening when there's no one there. Like, you know? Yeah. And I had to take Calgary Transit a couple of times because we have only one car. And so, you know, that's just how it is. And I got coat. Like, I got it when I was doing all the right things because I still had to go to work. I'm just saying... They didn't shut down fuck all. They, everybody was still going to work, even when, like, the restaurants were closed and the gyms were closed and whatever. If you don't, if you keep the fucking mall open on Boxing Day, like, what do you think you're doing? And that's the direction I feel everyone should be pointing their anger and their hostility around the state of the world is toward our officials and our leaders and not at each other. Yes. Because everybody is having the best time right now on the internet mostly because, you know, but in general being like, oh my God, I can't believe that someone went inside of a restaurant. Mm. They are so bad and I am so morally superior to them because I did not do that. Good job, me. Bad job, them. Yeah. It's their fault this pandemic is still raging. It's yeah, just like, no, no it's no. fucking not their fault. Shut up. <laughs> I'm so tired of that. I'm so tired of it. And it's every liberal in the fucking universe is that's all they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Is talking about how many restaurants they're not going to or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you lived in like good old planned economy <laughs> where people you know, just got paid to stay home and didn't have to worry about, like, losing their entire fucking life for not going in to work during a, again, global pandemic, you would have beaten it. Mm-hmm. We would have, yeah. Like, Even 
places that with capitalism still like Australia, they locked down super hard and they have no COVID now. Yeah. So what the fuck are you guys doing, Canada? Excuse me, I have a question. What the fuck? That's my question. <laughs> okay. Anyways, next time you're getting annoyed at someone else who posts a picture on their Instagram of going to fucking Red Robin or something, maybe go yell at your MP instead. I don't know. Anyways, Easter. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. This actually didn't start out as podcast notes. It started out as me deciding what I was going to do for Ostara because I'm going to have a solitary Ostara this year. So, I am expecting a seed delivery, a pretty substantial, expensive seed delivery. (laughs) Um, I may do a seed blessing, you know? Yeah. And I may spend most of my day, like, planning my garden and researching exactly where I'm going to put the best place to plant all the things and how and when, which ones to start, starting my seeds. That is definitely, uh, from my research, what they recommend you do as a green witch. Yep. Start tilling your land. Well, the ground's still frozen here, so I can't really till the land, but I can start seeds indoors. Yeah. But again, I think that when you were asking about how does one go about rebirth, like I said, you need to start with the death part. And that usually takes a long time. Hmm. Like, it's not that you just, in one in one ritual, you're going to go from, like, your current life to death to rebirth and then be, like, totally all better. That's just just as unlikely as the Harry Potter, like, wand explosions. What? About a cadaver! Because <laughs> remember I was talking about how they never accurately represent witchcraft in, like, TV. Oh, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. Like, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But you can ask yourself, in terms of your Ostara ritual, are you ready? Do you want to be outside of the egg already? Like, are you going to do, like, is that the point that you're at? You have to be very honest with yourself. And if you're not quite ready to crack out of your egg yet, then use the time to lean in to the process of being in there, in the darkness. Do some shadow work. Swim around in the subconscious you could listen to our shadow work guided meditation but i'm also going to post a bonus guided meditation on actual ostara um, one that i wrote a long time ago and i'll read it the one that you did with me yes it's the one that i did with you you should listen to that it's very cute (laughs) my like the guy that i was dating at the time was so fucking like jealous that i kept making sure that you had your little crystal (laughs) i brought like a little like glass balls for everyone like little orbs and gave one to everybody and was like incorporated that into the meditation and i don't i guess i uh, didn't realize that i already like had a thing for you and i kept being like john do you have your do you have your crystal do you have are you all good like (laughs) did you get one okay good oh your voice is so much higher back then yeah that's me doing an impression of myself that's what i (laughs) when i have to listen back to the podcast when i'm editing it that's all i hear it's Minnie mouse Minnie mouse talking about death (laughs) but alternatively You could just take a nice ritual bath to get yourself in the mindset and do something else. Do something 
more rebirth light. You could take some time to reflect. I had a dream the other night that I was like walking down a street and there was like a 200 foot long mirror alongside the sidewalk on the ground. Oh no. Why? I don't think I would like to walk myself that way. Well, I wasn't looking at myself the whole time. I just saw this huge mirror like laying on the ground. Okay. It was like a mirror with like a like a frame on it, like an ornate, you know, like vintage. Oh, okay. I thought frame. you were talking about it like being next to you. No, no, no. It's like laying on the ground. Reflect. It's a big mirror. I feel like that symbolism is uh, pretty clear on that dream symbol. <laughs> but that's what, yeah. yeah, that's what you would do. Imagine it. If you were in an egg and then you came out. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're like looking around and taking in your environment, you know, taking stock of everything around you. So you could do that, like journaling, maybe really try to help yourself get in touch with what your emotional trajectory is. I feel like sometimes people don't give themselves the opportunity to really feel their emotions as much as they should. I think we really touched on this in the Beltane episode. But with the way the world has been for the past year, it is you're not just coming out of like this winter, you're coming out of a very long hibernation, basically. Yeah. And I think we talked about that in, in bulk, not Beltane. Oh, yeah. I was yes. like, when did we do Beltane? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Because that is like was when you know the darkness is almost past, and this is when. Is there is planting those sowing your seeds and yeah the opportunity for a rebirth. Yeah, so you can decide if you give yourself the chance to sit down and think about it. You can decide how not just how you want the rest of the season to look for you, but on things that are smaller than that, like how you want to spend your time. You know, mm -hmm. what do you truly want to spend your time doing? That's a question a lot of people don't really... It's frustrating to try and answer it sometimes when you feel like you don't have a lot of options. Like, what you want to spend your time doing is not relevant. Right. Everything is like that, though. Everything is like, if you can just continue to ignore it, but it ne is never going to go away until it changes one way or the other. I feel like if anything we over the past year had an abundance of time, but a severe limit in the potential ways to use it. Mm -hmm. And that paradigm could easily flip where, I don't know, certainly like if vaccinations actually work and the world reopens, it's there'll be a real drive for people to use to try and do everything, do everything all at once, and to feel like the only limitation is the amount of time that you have. And so I would instruct people to try to find the balance. Yeah, I suppose that's good advice. But also we don't know how things are going to play out. Like, that does seem like a pretty likely scenario, but it really feels like anything could happen at this point. Oh, have you seen, like, the most recent, like, ad campaigns people are putting on now? No. They're incredibly horny. Oh, yeah. Uh, people were posting about how, like, after 
this is all sorted out, if that ever happens, is going to be like a new baby boom. Yeah, probably. Like the ads, like fucking five guys put out an ad that said like it was just people, two people making out, and it's like, oh, this is this is us at Five Guys after <laughs> after vaccination. Is that real? No. Okay. <laughs> You should have gone Carl's Jr. because Carl's Jr. has always been. Oh, horny yeah. Ads. Carl's Jr. is the horny, like, burger place. Yeah. Yeah. I took off one of my socks and threw it across the room, and the cat is about to go hunt it. Well, and the socks that you took off were, like, socks that had cats chasing lasers on them. That's true. They so did. Yeah. Meta. Those are every ad is just going to be, like, hot people making out for <laughs> the next year. Because the only other alternative is to tell women to go into the kitchen on International Women's Day. I can't fucking believe that. Like, when you kept show, at first you showed it to me and I was like, that's not real. And then you showed me the bag with it written on there and I was like, what? That wasn't a bag. That was a full page New York Times advertorial. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wet. What brand is this? Uh, Burger King. Burger also, King we released. would like to uh, just, I know this is new, but we'll go into a, an ad read <laughs> for Burger King. Women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> Maddie's shaking her head at me. <sighs> I can't believe they did that. <laughs> like, how many people do you think need to look at that at Burger King before they decide, like, yep, this is a slogan? It. It's. It would have had to be like one irony poisoned person, fairly high up, and then them like kind of browbeating everyone under them by saying like, "No, look, it's woke. Like we're doing we're doing a scholarship program. It's actually fun because like all the brands are now like they're trying to like post like Gen Z memes. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at actual like Burger King's. Twitter feed, it was before the like women belong in the kitchen thing. It was like, oh, like curly fries have real Thursday energy. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's so stupid. It's hilarious. Yeah. Ugh. I wonder if that's the intention, because if so, they fucking nailed it. Because that's really funny. <laughs> See, like it worked on you. <laughs> it's so dumb. Mm. What the fuck is Thursday energy? And what do curly fries have to do with it? Uh, that was in reference to another, like, viral post, some, like, an actual person made that was like, why does 24 plus 37 equal, uh, 61 have a Thursday, like, a Wednesday energy? What? Uh, That's know. even worse. Yeah. The curly fry one's better. It was, it was some, like, math. Thing that was like this has day of the week energy weird i've been um watching more witch content on youtube than i normally do mm. and i'm finding that there are a lot of videos about how to become a witch or what type of witch are you mm. that one kind of drives me bananas because you always see it and it's like on Pinterest and shit, there'll be, like, a little drawing of a lady, and it's like, are you a tech witch? You have 
this many apps on your phone. You have a blah, 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 blah. Sorry, a tech witch? Yeah, that's one of them. And then they're like, are you a storm witch? Do you love storms? Do you collect rainwater? Storm. And then they're like, do you love, are you a ocean witch? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what? 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 It's There's unnecessary. There's only one storm witch, and her name is Aurora. Yeah, she's the bomb. Don't sing that. They're going to come for us. It's Disney now. They will get you. Do they own the the X-Men 90s cartoon thing? Oh, I don't know. I guess probably not. Don't they own, like, Marvel? Uh, that was Fox, so they, oh. they own that. Yes. Yeah. They'll literally get you. If you have... If you sell a t-shirt on, like, the corner with a picture of Minnie Mouse on it, they will, like, break down your door. I'm pretty sure. I do kind of want to get one of those t-shirts that has just Mickey Mouse on it and says, this is copyright infringement and I would like to be sued by the Disney Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen these? No. It's, like, a, it's a t-shirt companies that, like, find viral images basically and they find posts where like people are like i want this on a t-shirt and so people will just post like copyright infringement and then everyone will respond to it with i want this on a t-shirt okay actually you did that earlier because you said that i should according to your research as a green witch spend my ostara tilling the land so you did it the typing of the witch it's not like if I'm if I'm a plant witch mm. and it's raining, I'm like, fuck rain. I hate it. I'm not a storm witch. I only like plants. Right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Or like, well, I'm a fire oh, witch. Oh, I only is... light candles. I don't ever look at a tree. <laughs> what? I just mean, like, this is worm moon coming up, right? Yeah. Those worms that you're so scared of earlier last year. They're coming for you. Wriggling around down there. You were so scared of them. I, I could fight a worm. <laughs> there are a lot of worms in our garden, which is a good thing. Yeah. They go along and they eat the seed. They eat the seed? The seed. The seed? Yeah. Do they? I thought they eat like dirt. I don't think they eat your seeds. That would make them bad for your garden. Why would they eat the dirt? Why it's not? The- Oh. Well, then they poop out the seed, and then the seed gets big and strong. Definitely it's not. Got warm powers. <laughs> I was flexing at Manny the whole yeah, time. Yeah, the saying. worms are like moving the seeds around your garden by pooping them out in different spots. Yeah. No. I so you get so. stronger each time. <laughs> Biology class. Yeah. With John Fowler. Botany. Botany 101. Worm seed powers. Okay, do you actually want to know the folktale of Westra that I did actually read? Sure. So, there was this bird who was injured. Oh. Yeah, and the bird was not going to survive. And so, Stara, Westra, Easter, whatever you want to call her, comes up to this bird and she's like, no, I'll fix you. And she turns the bird into a rabbit. But she didn't, like, totally finish the job. So the rabbit still lays eggs. Are you sure the Cadbury Company didn't write this folktale? This is a grim fairy tale. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? The end? Rabbit that lays eggs? 
Huh, nobody died. That's unusual for a grim story. <laughs> okay. Well, it was only one of them, so it was probably the less goth brother. Mm. It's it's like the property brothers, but the, the Grimms only had two, so one of them had to be the goth one. Whereas the property brothers could just shun their their goth third. Huh. Yeah. Can we talk about how horribly cast Easter's character was in American Gods? Yes. I was mad for like a week when I saw who they cast to play her. Yeah. So to give context, um, Westra, Eastra. Just pick one and stick with it, John, please. Easter. Okay. In the book, she's basically described as having Pixar proportions, like Pixar mom. Yeah. There's literally a part where Shadow, the character whose perspective you read, is meets her, sees that her thighs like touch, and then after he's already left, he's like not even anywhere near her anymore. He's still thinking about her thighs rubbing together. Like very specific. Yeah. <laughs> description of her. And they cast that like little tiny lady. Mm-hmm. What's her name? I don't remember. She's like really small and she has a squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. But it's not the one you're thinking of. Minnie Mouse. Yeah, no, it's not her. No, she's, like, cute, and I don't think she did a bad job or anything. I just think that was a really bizarre casting choice on their part. Kristen Don Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth, yeah, okay. But they should have cast, like, a Kate Upton type or, like, a Christina Hendricks, you know? Yeah. But no, they cast this woman who weighs, like, 86 pounds. I'm so mad. Uh, best known for her roles in The West Wing and Pushing Daisies. You know who would have been a better Ostara as per the book description? Not necessarily acting-wise. Hmm. Me. <laughs> My thighs touch, <laughs> at least. You're as tiny as... Well, I never said she couldn't be short. Okay. I'm just mad that she wasn't curvy. Right. Like, she's supposed to be the goddess of fertility and, like... Yeah. Where's your birth in hips at? Yeah, that... Sister? Yeah. What? Supposed to be given birth to all of spring? I don't think so. Not with that figure. <laughs> <laughs> very, very angry. Think about, like, penguins. They have this one... John laughs. I'm serious. Imagine we're both emperor penguins. All right. Okay. It's spring. So I'm going to lay an egg, and then I'm like, here you go. Bye. <laughs> And then I just go back into the ocean and you have to stay on the ice all winter, like cuddling this egg so it doesn't die. Yeah. Imagine that level of like nurturer energy. Right. I don't know. Do that to yourself <laughs> for Ostara. Oh, roost, okay. Like, roost on your own eggs. Yeah. You know, or yeah. have someone else do it for you. That's fine too, if that's an option. But I think it's nice for you to just like, Treat yourself as if you're a fragile, precious little egg. Mm-hmm. Be gentle. Let yourself do the things that you enjoy. You don't always wake, rise, and grind is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Take a bath. Buy yourself some flowers. You know, eat egg. I don't know. Eat egg. <laughs> <laughs> so you could interpret um, Ostara or Spring Equinox as an opportunity for like celebrating self-care mm, or practicing yeah. self-care yeah and your egg could be a creative project it could be a neglected 
self-care ritual. But I think the energies of self, self-care self now, especially when it's like in... Now everyone's telling you to do self-care. Right. You know? Including like your boss or shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And so gross. And then it just becomes another chore on your list of things that you have to do. Right. Yeah. But what I'm suggesting is not that at all. It's instead just treating yourself like you're a vulnerable, like precious baby like talk to yourself like you would talk to like a four-year-old child that you love you know be like kind and patient and like you're saying like treat the holiday as a chance for a personal rebirth rather than something external to you not really i'm talking about i mean no i think that's that's overuse of the word rebirth like if you're really thinking about the energy of rebirth, you're like I said, like thinking about death and you're like going into all of your feelings and like reassessing where you are so that you can then move forward in a, in a different direction. Hmm. But that's a lot to do. It's like very taxing. Yeah. On your energy. I mean, it's definitely worth doing. And if you feel up to it, I you have my blessing. Absolutely. But I'm just saying you could interpret it the other way as well. Okay. Like if you aren't ready to hatch yet and you still want to be in the egg being roosted in your nest, that's okay. You'd be like that one character on U.S. Acres. What? U.S. Acres. I obviously don't know what that is because when you just said it, I said, what? Are you familiar with Garfield and Friends? Yes. So U.S. Acres was like the the farm portion of that show. Oh, okay. Where there was like Orville. In fact, I think Orville's... No, no, Orville was the pig. But there was like a chick character and then there was one character that was like an egg. It was like a chicken (laughs) and an egg. Um... And, like, his feet were poking out, and you could kind of see his eyes, but he was just, like, he was chilling in his egg. <laughs> he was, like, a fully, like, realized character, but he just wasn't ready to come out of that egg. Yeah, he can be like that guy. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll, I'll bring it up real quick, because I think it's exactly what you're describing. Oh, Sheldon. <laughs> How did we not know? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't even, like, he didn't doesn't even have eyes. He just has feet. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to expose yourself to it. Just walk around in your egg. Sister Luna Podcast is now on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. That's it. Unless someone's pirating us somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Ahoy, matey! Uh, We are also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace. We are not on MySpace. Uh, TikTok. Yeah, sort of. I'm not are, quite... we actually, are we on TikTok? Yeah, I have posted one video of the cat reading tarot cards. Nice. I don't really understand how TikTok works. <laughs> yeah. But if the Chinese government is willing to pay us to do more TikTok, then... I will accept it. What? Yeah. You want to work for the Chinese government? Oh my god, yes. What? It's the only, like, growth market left. <laughs> oh god. Well, thank you for listening to China's number one <laughs> witchcrafting podcast. Oh my god. I'm your co-host, John Fowler. And Sister Luna says... This too shall pass. You don't have to be on that outside of the egg can be on the inside of your 
egg and still nurturing yourself. That's what makes you feel best. Should we make Sheldon uh, like episode art? Okay. But we won't we get sued by Garfield? Uh, I could take Jim Davis. <laughs>